This is Star Wars Through the Ages, a positive podcast that examines why we love Star Wars, the amazing space odyssey. We will look in-depth at various topics through its timeline and ours. I am your host, Charlie Skywalker. Grab a chair, a drink, sit back, relax, and join me as we explore Star Wars Through the Ages. back to another episode of Star Wars Through the Ages. Again, I'm Charlie Skywalker. This week's topics, we're going to look at teasers, both good and bad, the Sith Eternals that were shown in The Rise of Skywalker, the Star Wars timeline, just a general overview, and the High Republic, the time frame that Lucasfilm has said the next films are going to be coming from. First up this week, teasers, good and bad. Throughout this week, I've noticed a lot of different things on Twitter regarding spoilers, cancellations, change of format, uh, things like that that have just uh, really made me chuckle. Uh, We can start with the big elephant of the room, and that was was it two days ago, where uh, a Twitter account had said that Kenobi had been canceled, Ewan McGregor walks off set, and uh, people lost their collective minds. Uh, It was actually pretty entertaining to see some of the comments and things that were being said about that. And when you looked closely at the source that the original tweet came from, you could easily tell it was from a parody account. It was done just to mess with people. Uh, We seem to be getting more and more of that, and people are just taking it way too seriously. Uh, It's like going to The Onion for actual, reliable news. Uh, And... Just anything that you get nowadays, it seems like you have to take with a grain of salt. You really have to look at where it's coming from, who's tweeting it, who's retweeting it, what's being said, and and then go from there and make up your own mind on whether or not you think it's really true or accurate. Uh, Ask friends. uh, Ask those that uh, that comment about Star Wars uh, daily or weekly or monthly or have some sort of knowledge about it rather than just jump to conclusions. Uh, it's just that seems to be that day and age where someone just says one thing and it's like that old game of telephone where you start off with one sentence and you go around the circle and by the time that it gets back to the original person It's all mangled and messed up, and it's not true to uh, its original intent. Uh, Whether it's just a a joke, or whether it's just uh, someone having fun with uh, some source material. And we 
we just really need to um, gather our thoughts and uh, and work together on uh, things such as this. Uh, they've put so much into this series, uh, the announcements that have been made, uh, Ewan McGregor having to hold his tongue for over a year that, yes, it was in development and he denied it every step of the way. Uh, they wouldn't do that if they were, if, or he wouldn't do that if he was just going to get mad and walk off the set. Uh, it's not a, it's not something that, so it seems like on the website side of things, fandom.com and the notorious We Got This Covered were the front runners for this Kenobi spoiler leak, rumor, whatever you want to call it. We know that you know, these are not the most reputable websites. In fact, fandom, once it was posted, when you tried to go back and look for the information, it was no longer on their site. You couldn't search for it. Yeah, there was nothing there. Someone must have thought better of the idea after it was posted. Maybe it was just an oops moment. Maybe they just didn't double check their facts before they hit publish. Or maybe they just wanted to stir things up and, you know, just uh, try to get a rise out of Star Wars fans that uh, are already have enough uh, diversity in their ranks right now, uh, given the rise of Skywalker and how it ended, whether some liked it, some didn't, or wanted more, or wanted less, or all of that. I also saw reports that it was uh, possibly a ploy to get not just a series, but possibly a movie deal out of it. Uh, that it was more director-related than, um, you know, than actor-related uh, to consider it to be canceled. And I don't, uh, I don't see that either. Um, Deborah Chow, uh, for what she did in The Mandalorian, was absolutely glorious. I'm so excited to see what she's going to bring to the table uh, for the Kenobi series. I I wish we could get more I, as than just six episodes that they're going that they've uh, announced that they're going to do. Just, there's a lot of time frame that's uh, that's in there that we really don't know about. A lot of stories that uh, are probably left untold at the moment. And we'll get bits and pieces of that, but I don't know how how much that they're going to be able to fit in to only six episodes. Yes, they're supposed to be about an hour long, but how much actual content are we getting story-wise from The Mandalorian? It's between 30 and 45 minutes long. When you take into account all the action sequences and things like that, we really don't know much other than... There is a target, which is Baby Yoda. There is the uh, the protector in the Mandalorian, and the Empire wants him. That's all we know. Out of eight episodes of thirty five minutes, we don't m really know much beyond that. Which then brings me to my next 
teaser that I saw this week. And I'm not sure if this one is confirmed or not. Uh, I've seen uh, both yes and no uh, out there. I believe it started off as a wish list for the cast of Mandalorian 2 or Season 2. And I did see where several names that were on that wish list seem to be coming on for this Season 2. And I'm really stoked about that. Uh, I really like what what they're doing so far. And if this cast list is accurate, they're really going to tie in a lot of, not the extended universe, but the uh, the comics, the video games, and a little bit more of the movies into this television series. It's going to be more of a cohesive unit than what we've seen so far. Uh, a lot of the times now I, I watch it and I just rewatched all eight episodes in a row and I, I really, as much as I loved it, it, there's a lot more questions that I have from the series than when I started. So I'm really excited to see where they're going to go on that. And then we'll move on to our next topic. For this next topic, we're going to look at something that happened in The Rise of Skywalker. They were shown at the very beginning of the film in a little more detail uh, later on towards the end. And that was what I believe it was the art of the Rise of Skywalker called the Sith Eternals. They really didn't have much detail to them. It was so dark uh, on the movie that it was really hard for me to make out what exactly they were. Uh, it, to me, they looked humanoid, uh, but there were so many of them. It, it reminded me a lot of the scene in the prequel trilogy with the uh, when you had the top-down shot of the Senate and you had all the people that were in their little separate cars uh, and, or a football game where the stands are just packed full of these worshippers of the Sith or the dark side. Uh, I was really intrigued by that because there really was no explanation for him to be there. Um, I know that there's speculation that there was, that these are the, uh, the ones that have uh, always inhabited the planet of Exegol. They're the ones that built the ships. They're the ones that supplied the crews. They're the ones that have done everything. They were the workers subjugated to Palpatine. And these were the beings that also helped Palpatine cheat death in some sort of way. As I was researching one of the other topics, the Star Wars timeline that we'll talk about here in a little bit, uh, I noticed uh, an entry in the timeline that was uh, shown in uh, the Dr. Afra series. Uh, the year in question on this was about 7,000 before the Battle of Yavin, or BBY, and it's concerning a sect called the Ordu Aspectu. 
hopefully I pronounced that right. I believe I did. Ordu, O-R-D-U, Aspectu, A-S-P-E-C-T-U. And when I was going through gathering my notes up, I just noticed that uh, there wasn't a whole lot about him other than it was a sect that was researching immortality. And I thought, you know, what that's, you know, that kind of sounds like something Plagueis was doing or wanted to do. Uh, way before his time, of course, uh, and uh, that they were sent into hyperspace or they were lost somehow, they became a lost civilization, no one really knew what happened to them, they just seemed to have vanished. So I was doing a little bit more digging on it, and of course, probably everyone's favorite source, Wikipedia, has a little more on that. And I'll be reading a little bit from them uh, and you know, go over who these people were, what they were trying to do, and could they possibly be the Sith Eternals that we saw in the Rise of Skywalker. So Wikipedia says that it was a splinter group of the Jedi Order. Well, that doesn't really fit the Sith Eternals, but there were a lot of Jedi that were disgruntled uh, or uh, changed their allegiance over to the dark side for whatever reason. Uh, and it was before the Galactic Civil War, uh, so that um, that was around uh, 5,000 to 1,000 BBY. So we're, we're talking about 2,000 years before that even happened. Uh, and it was just an unorthodox sect. Uh, they were violence-loathing. And they sought to prolong their life. And for some reason, and I'll have to go back and look, it's been so long since I really reviewed Dr. Afra, and that might be another topic for the podcast at some other time, is to go through that whole uh, Dr. Afra series, which was absolutely amazing, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, the Jedi raided their fortress, uh, and the Ordu were forced to activate a device that caused them to disappear. So it, uh, it that just seems to me that if for whatever reason they hit their device and it transported them into the unknown regions and they've been sitting there for 7,000 years, almost 8,000 years, that they could continue their study. They could change their allegiance and be more Sith-related than Jedi-related. The Sith seemed to be more concentrating on prolonging their life rather than uh, the Jedi who was more concerned with protecting the peace at this time. Uh, So I could definitely see that the... 
uh, how their allegiance could shift over. And with them being out and separated from uh, the rest of uh, the species and out there on their own, and their ideals could have possibly changed where the main their main reason for being was to figure out Im immortality and uh, how to live forever and how to help those live forever. We also see how uh, conniving and calculating that Palpatine can be. And if he stumbled upon these creatures or this sect, because uh, I don't know exactly what their status is, whether they're humanoid or uh, alien species. Uh, doesn't really matter, I guess. Uh, but if he managed to convince them that his way was the right way, they could have helped him with this problem of immortality uh, that he was so keen on doing. Rise of Skywalker uh, visual dictionary that seems to have a lot of information on it. Uh, I know that Twitter had a lot of pictures from, I believe it was the Chinese version uh, of the book, and some of the images on there were absolutely astounding. Uh, so, the Ordu was first mentioned in the second issue of the Dr. Aphra series, which was the Marvel comic book series uh, that they did. Um, Gillian, I believe, was the writer, and I cannot remember who... Uh, who did the illustrations on that? Uh, but like I said, it was really good. It was a longer series. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm trying to look at uh, some of the other notes that I have jotted down uh, about this. Uh, that the Order or the Ordu uh, looks like it could have been made from uh, something that Alan Moore did in 1982, uh, his story, uh, Blind Fury, which was, uh, he came up with The Order of the Terrible Glare, uh, and I believe that the, uh, it was a, uh, this is a, uh, would be a canon version of, uh, of this, was written in 2015 by Jason Fry in his Servants of the Empire uh, novel. So what do you guys think? Uh, the Sith Eternals, could they be this Ordu Aspectu? Were they something else entirely? And it could be. Drop me a comment. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, let me know on Twitter. Uh, we can go back and forth and We'll get it figured out. Uh, I really can't wait for, one, the novelization to come out uh, in the uh, English version of Scarif on their podcast. Talked about that on Friday night. Very good information. Fireside talk.
uh, it was really good to sit in and listen to those guys go back and forth on what they thought of those images as well. So definitely give them uh, a listen to. All right, on to our next topic. For this topic, which is the Star Wars timeline, I really got interested in it after hearing the announcement that the new Star Wars movies were going to take place during the High Republic. I really didn't know much about the High Republic. I just figured there was the Republic and the Old Republic. I remember the old video game, Knights of the Old Republic. Fantastic game. If you haven't played it, I believe it's on Xbox. Uh, You should be able to get it through Xbox Live. Uh, it's, uh, It's the original Xbox game, but you can still play it on Xbox One. So there's a lot of, uh, yeah, you can go back and play that one. But I was really I wasn't really sure where to go with this. So I started with I believe Wikipedia. I started with and then went to uh, a, a YouTube and I believe it was Star Wars Explained had a uh, video on it. Sometimes uh, while I'm at work, I looking at uh, or sorry, listening to videos is a lot easier than checking out websites and to cross reference and uh, to make notes it's it's easier for me to listen to things maybe jot a note down as i'm working rather than uh just uh, be occupied uh with websites one i don't think my company would really appreciate uh using the computer resources and uh you know to search online for star wars topics uh, they probably would frown on that, and I actually really like my job, so I don't want to get uh, fired for that. So, uh, But they allow us to uh, listen to uh, podcasts, they allow us to listen to videos, things like that, as well, as long as we're still able to work. Uh, so uh, I did look, I believe it, uh, I'll double check and see, but I believe it was Star Wars Explained. Let me do a quick check. Yes, the video that I looked at was Star Wars, The Complete Canon Timeline for 2019. Now, I do not think that that covered Mandalorian, nor did it cover uh, Rise of Skywalker, other than just the initial start date uh, of that. Uh, I also used Wikipedia and a few other websites uh, on my lunch break that I uh, managed to uh, find uh, other Star Wars videos as well. Uh, but a lot of this came from Star Wars Explained, so thank you to those guys for doing a lot of the background work. Um, 
on that. So let's let's go into the timeline a little bit. I found it pretty interesting that between the formation of this universe, uh, which really doesn't uh, it doesn't have a definite start time, it, there are only Fourteen, fifteen major events that happened before the events of the movies that we've been seen or we've we've seen so far. Basically, the creating of the universe, uh, the wellspring of life, planet. With uh, the Mortis Arc, which was shown in the Clone Wars, uh, between uh, the father, the daughter, uh, and the son. Uh, hyperspace tech uh, was talked about in uh, Tarkin. Uh, the Prime Jedi, uh, there uh, soon after, which was in the Last Jedi Visual Dictionary. Uh, the Old Republic was founded approximately 10,000 years before the Battle of Yavin, uh, the Jedi's chose to champion peace. Uh, so we already had uh, the Jedi present. Uh, those were mentioned in Tarkin and the Clone Wars. Uh, the Ilum and Jedi temples were built. Uh, the Kyber's, uh, Kyber crystals were starting to be har harvested. That was mentioned in the Clone Wars. Uh, the Sith Order was created around uh, 8,800 before the Battle of Yavin. Uh, by uh, some rogue Jedi, and that led to the Hundred Year Darkness, and that was done in the Star Wars comic. Uh, the Sith Temple, first uh, Sith Temple was built on Malachor. Of course, that had the super weapon and led to the Scourge of Malachor, which was talked about in Rebels. This is around 8,000 before the Battle of Yavin. Uh, 7,000 years uh, before the Battle of Yavin uh, was what I just previously talked about. The Ordu Respectu, uh, where they were researching immortality, and uh, they ended up disappearing, uh, and that was mentioned in Doctor Afra. Around six thousand BBY, uh, we have the events of Momin, uh, who is trained by Lady Shaw, uh, who scourged Mustafar. Um, uh, lost his mask, which was later kept in the temple. Uh, that was in the Darth Vader series. Uh, 6,000 BBY, so the temple was built on Coruscant, which was mentioned in Tarkin. Uh, 5,000 BBY, the Jedi uh, constructed the temple uh, on Coruscant, uh, on the ruins of the Sith temple. 5,000 BBY also started the Mandalore Wars. Uh, where uh, Tar Visla created the Dark Saber, which we just recently saw in the Mandalorian. Then, of course, we had between 5,000 and 1,000 BBY. We had the Sith Wars. Uh, the Dark Saber was reclaimed by Mandalore. Uh, Darth Bane was the uh, sole survivor of uh, this time, uh, and he went into hiding. He uh, then uh, initiated the Rule of Two, 
which continued. Uh, and this was uh, done through uh, or mentioned in mainly the Force Awakens Visional Dictionary, Tarkin, Clone Wars, uh, all showed uh, various aspects of these events. Around 1000 BBY was the Old Republic, reformed into the Galactic Republic. Now it starts to get to uh, this High Republic era that we really don't know much about. And the last entry that we have in the timeline before we get to the movie events was around 525 BBY, the Jedi cons uh, constructed something they called the Citadel. And this housed the rogue Jedi. This was mentioned in the Clone Wars. Now, I really haven't seen much of the Clone Wars as far as uh, the uh, animated series. I really need to get into that uh, a, a lot more. I'm going to finish up Rebels and then I'll watch that. And hopefully that will get me a little more insight uh, into this Citadel. Uh, but I believe that this is where the High Republic is going to go and the events that are going to be in these movies, books, comics, um, possibly Project Luminous, if that is really such a thing, uh, will be centered around this Citadel. And I'll get more into that later uh, into our last topic when we talk about the High Republic. So to continue on the uh, the timeline, we then the next entries are around 50 BBY, which is where we start to see a lot of the more familiar faces. Uh, Darth Plagueis is already around. Um, he uh, He's already continuing the rule of two, which was mentioned in Tarkin. Uh, Palpatine becomes the senator in around the same time, about 50 BBY. Um, we really don't know much about about uh, actual dates, uh, but we uh, do know that uh, Palpatine and Sidious, uh, you know, were already associated with Plagueis. Uh, the rule of two uh, is unknown. Uh, well, I mean, the rule is known, but you know, everyone thinks that the Sith have been exterminated and they're no longer a threat. So then we jump ahead to 48 uh, BBY when Sidious gets Maul. Um, he learns the uh, history of the Sith and is, uh, begins his hatred of the Jedi. Uh, that continues on down. Uh, you know, to continue on uh, just further events that we already know about. Uh, Dooku leaves the Council and the Jedi Order. Uh, Anakin born on Tatooine, 41 BBY. Um, Obi-Wan becomes the apprentice. Um, you know, then uh, we have the uh, the events of um, the Phantom Menace, 38 BBY. We have Attack of the Clones in 22 BBY. We have... Um, the Thrawn series, which starts in 19 BBY. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, uh, 19 BBY. Uh, it's around the same time that uh, Luke and Leia are born. 
uh, also around the same time that uh, Kanan Jarrus joined the Rebels, and that series started. Um, then it gets, uh, you know, further into it, 13 BBY, Moff Tarkin gets promoted to, uh, or Tarkin gets promoted to Grand Moff, uh, the first ever Grand Moff in the Imperial uh, military. Uh, Vader's gifted Mustafar, and he builds this fortress uh, with the help from Momin in his mask. Uh, 13 BBY is also uh, when uh, Solo starts, uh, 13 BBY to 10 BBY. Uh, the Kenobi series is expected to be around 11 to 10 uh, BBY, around the same time that Han meets uh, Chewie. Um, you know, four BBY, Ezra joins the Rebels. Uh, then, of course, we have uh, the events uh, of Rogue One, uh, A New Hope. Uh, Battlefront 2 also starts around that time as far as video games. Empire Strikes Back is three years after. Uh, Return of the Jedi is uh, year four after. Um, then they also have Operation Cinder. Uh, the af uh, Aftermath books uh, also are taking place around this time. Uh, Snoke first appears around 10 uh, after uh, Battle of Yavin. The First Order makes their grand appearance around 15 ABY. Uh, Phasma uh, appears around 18 ABY. Then we jump ahead a little bit. Uh, Luke at, starts his academy around 23, 25 ABY. Um, then uh, we have uh, Poe joining the Resistance around th uh, 33 ABY. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, 35 uh, ABY is around the rise of uh, Skywalker um, as well. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, there's when you look at the overall timeline, it really picks up around fifty before the Battle of Yavin and goes to thirty five after. So approximately eighty five years uh, that we have. We have eleven movies spanning eighty five years. That's really not a whole lot of time. Uh, for for things to really get going. There's so many stories that could be told in the years that we don't know about. Uh, of course, it's always easier, I think, to go forward in time rather than backward, because if you go forward, nothing's, you know, the sky's the limit. Uh, there's nothing that limits what you can tell, and you don't have, you're not pigeonholed into a particular... Uh, time frame, whereas if you're uh, going to talk about the the High Republic or the uh, the New Republic, you only have a certain amount of time to tell these stories. So I'm glad they're going back. Uh, there there's so many years that that are in there that aren't covered. Uh, one event between 1,000 BBY and 50 BBY. Uh, it's uh, if they can do 11 movies in 85 years and you have, oh, 400 years to play with, I mean, how many movies can you make with that? 
So I'm excited to see what the future is going to hold. Alright, we're going to go on to our last topic that we have today. And that's a really more in-depth look on the High Republic. Uh, we kind of mentioned already where it is. Uh, how it fits into the timeline, but we're going to delve a little bit more deeply into that. Stay tuned. All right, for our last topic we have for this week, we are going to talk about the High Republic. Now, there are rumors, and I guess I really haven't seen anything 100% confirming, hey, this is what we're going to do, uh, and this is where the next movies are going to be set. It, I've seen a lot of fingers pointing to this time frame uh, as being uh, the direction they're going to go. As I said just a few minutes ago, that I'm really excited for this, because there's really not a whole lot of information that we have uh, about this time already everything that they're going to be going in that they're doing is uh, going to be fresh and it's going to be new now it's not to say that there aren't going to be things in here that we we're not going to recognize um, but uh, for the most part it will be something new it's a blank slate as far as story goes uh, because we really don't know much about this area uh, or this era, uh, where they're going to go, and how it's all going to come together. Uh, I really believe this is where Project Luminous is going to play a factor. Uh, we have uh, Kevin Scott, Claudia Gray, uh, Charles Soule, uh, Daniel Older, uh, Justina Ireland... Um, and I think there might be one or two more that are all working on a project uh, together that I mean, these are serious authors, and when they're getting together to collaborate on a certain time frame, it's, it's going to be absolutely spectacular. Uh, we're not going to have... Uh, a oh, I don't want to say dysfunctional uh, meeting of the minds. We're going to uh, it, it's going to be a smooth transition throughout uh, whatever they produce. Uh, they've all met together. They continue to meet together. They get together at Skywalker Ranch and and hang out and keep each other informed on what they're what they're doing and what they're working on. Uh, it's not like a uh, sequel trilogy uh, scenario where you have J.J. and then you have uh, Ryan Johnson coming in and then you have uh, Colin Trevorrow. Oops, wait, nope, it's going to be somebody else. Oh, wait, we're going to get J.J. to come back and try to tidy up uh, the loose ends here. Uh, they already know what their uh, portion of the project is, how they're going to put it out. Uh, and they're all, uh, it's all one great mind working together. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, it's supposed to last about a year, which if the next film starts in 2022, 
then I mean that fits right into the timeline uh, for 20, uh, 2021 we can get all of our Project Luminous stuff in leading up to the release of this movie um, it's it's really really cool to see how they're uh, doing this together it reminds me a lot of the Marvel uh, universe and how a lot of things are interconnected and how they play off each other. Um, maybe it has uh, something to do with uh, Kevin Feige's influence. Uh, I know that they were trying to bring him in uh, on some sort of uh, undisclosed project as well. Uh, and maybe that this is it. Maybe this is what uh, his oversight was, is to make sure that everything meshes together uh, and it's seamless from project to project, whether the media is comics or video games or novelizations or uh, movies or however else that they want to do it. Disney Plus will be thrown into the mix, I'm sure. Um, I, I know that, uh, you know, and I believe this is where it's, uh, they're saying that this is where it's going to come in, uh, that all this is supposed to happen in the High Republic era. Uh, so, you know, what is the High Republic? And, uh, to answer that, we're going to go back a little bit into the timeline and we're going to look at the, uh, the. Just a recap. Uh, Republic era was approximately 9,800 BBY. That's when it was re uh, formed. It was later referred to as the Old Republic. Uh, it was a system of government uh, that weathered many wars, uh, including the um, Sith Wars, which lasted, oh, what, 3,000 years, the Mandalorian Wars as well. Um, you know, highlights around this time. Uh, were the creation of the Sith and the Jedi, uh, their followers, the temples, um, the uh, banishment of the Ordu Aspectu uh, as they were researching uh, immortality, uh, and then, of course, uh, the last war between the Sith and the Jedi, uh, where Darth Bane institutes the Rule of Two as he goes into hiding. So then you have the Galactic Republic, which was formed around 1000 BBY, and it lasted until 19 BBY. So it lasted a, a good amount of time. And we know how that ended. Uh, that ended by Palpatine, but that, who was a senator, became Supreme Chancellor, uh, who later changed, formed the Republic, the Galactic Republic, into the Galactic Empire with him as the figurehead. As I said before, not much is known really about this time, but uh, you'll see how it starts to, to, to fit in a little bit. There are a few notables uh, that were born uh, around the Galactic Republic time. Maz Kanata was born uh, approximately... Uh, 973, Yoda, 896, Yaddle, 509, uh, Chewbacca, uh, around 200, Dooku was at 102 BBY, uh, Sheev Palpatine, 84 BBY, Qui-Gon was uh, 80 BBY, uh, and the list goes on and on uh, as, it, as we get uh, closer to uh, more current events, Tarkin, Cad Bane, Obi-Wan, uh, Galen Erso, Chariot, 
Orson Krennic uh, that uh, went to uh, around the time that things really started kicking off in in our timeline uh, around 50 BBY. Of course, Padme, uh, Zeb, 44 BBY, Lando, 43 BBY, uh, Anakin, and the child uh, were born around the same year, 41 BBY. Uh, Ahsoka, uh, 36. Han, 32. So the style of uh, government that they had was a federal parliamentary republic, uh, and it was governed by a 2,000-member Senate. Now, I'm in the United States, and I don't, we don't have uh, near 2,000. Uh, it's hard to imagine how anything really got done uh, in, in those times when you have all those different voices and... You know, it seemed like everybody, especially towards the end there, everybody was looking out for uh, for themselves rather than uh, for the good of uh, the galaxy, which allowed uh, Palpatine to really uh, exploit the system. Uh, you saw where uh, the trade blockade came in and the Chancellor Valerium uh, had the vote of no confidence and Palpatine was uh, able uh, and was there to uh, take power. So um, the more that I was uh, looking at, at this timeline and what could happen around uh, the, uh, the given year, they said approximately 400 years before the Battle of Yavin, the only thing that really stood out when I was doing this research, as I said before, uh, was the creation of the Citadel. Uh, this was mentioned in the Clone Wars. The Citadel was built to house the rogue Jedi uh, that, uh, for whatever reason, wanted to leave, uh, just did not uh, want to um, abide by the Jedi's uh, mandates and laws that they had. Uh, and I think this is what's really going to kick off uh, the High Republic. As I was listening uh, to the Star Wars Explained timeline, uh, most of you that use YouTube know that uh, it will queue up something else. So, so when you're uh, done listening to whatever program that you are, if you don't stop it, it will just continue to play to the next one. Well, one of the things that I really enjoy listening to is history. I have a series that on um, my YouTube queue that's called Timeline, and they explain on there what it's like to live in different times. Uh, and the one right after the uh, the Star Wars Timeline series was talking about uh, what life would be like in the Middle Ages. And that got me thinking, and the more that they uh, were talking, it really fit into what I thought this could be in relation to Star Wars. Uh, the Middle Ages were broken down into three main uh, segments. Uh, they were uh, the early early Middle Ages, uh, the high, what they called the High Ages, uh, which was in the middle, and then, of course, the Late Middle Ages. And... The early Middle Ages came right after uh, Rome was uh, defeated, uh, and everyone had uh, Rome was such a large empire that it was now in shambles. Everyone was just recovering, and it spent it took so long for the people to really 
gain balance and get on their feet and uh, they're rebuilding their own societies and regaining their identities and that was followed by what they call the high middle ages the high middle ages was more of the the philosophical the art uh the renaissance time uh lots of inventions lots of lots of ingenuity that was made advancements in society more peace was had at this time uh than any time that uh that was on record beforehand you know and uh and that I believe that's where we're going to go with this series as well which uh and then in the middle ages uh, was followed by the the late middle ages where people started uh you know wanting more than what they had uh wars started back up Crusades started back up. Uh, people were invading other people's land, and that's kind of where we had, uh, you know, similar with Star Wars, uh, which I think was, they would call that the late Republic years. Uh, we start to see uh, the last hundred years or so, where you know, not much is getting done politically. Uh, factions are breaking off. People are able to push against the the status quo and you know in in the moral morals of society were dwindling down uh which allowed others to take advantage uh of that situation palpatine taking over you know, and abusing his power as a senator to uh gain further influence and be nominated as supreme chancellor to further build his esteem and his value to later declare to be a galactic empire with him as the emperor. So I really see this as the High Republic, where it's really going to be the Renaissance time. There's going to be more peace. Uh, we're going to see, uh, as far as threats go, I, it, it's hard to imagine what what's going to be the big bad, as they say, uh, what's going to be the antagonist. It could be a number of things. You could start to get flashes of uh, the Sith. Uh, the Rule of Two has uh, already been instituted for around 500 years. Maybe the the Sith really want to stretch their legs and start making a name. Uh, maybe it was an accident uh, that uh, you know they weren't trying to be known, but you know the Jedi started to catch wind. I really feel that it is going to be centered around this citadel. I believe that we're going to see uh, Rogue Jedi uh, probably be the antagonist. Now, when I was thinking of this citadel, uh, I really wasn't sure uh, what to make of it. Uh, why the why the Jedi would uh, need to build such a place and what would such a place look like. And funny enough, my mind went to Harry Potter. One of the things that they uh, focused on in the middle round of the movies was, you know, the prisoner of Azkaban. Azkaban was a prison that they built for rogue wizards. It was supposedly uh, inescapable 
but we do know that uh, there were uh, a couple that did escape from it. And that's where they sent uh, those that needed to be reformed, those that uh, were not able to function in society for whatever reason. So I believe that we're going to see uh, something along those lines. Uh, we're going to have uh, rogue Jedi or Death Eaters uh, that are uh, running amok, uh, possibly trying to gain more knowledge on the Sith to maybe get more artifacts, uh, you know, to... I'm sure they'll try to say that they're trying to do it for educational purposes and and go about that. But of course, they'll be captured. Uh, you'll have your aura squad or a select number of Jedi that are will be trained to track down these rogue Jedi uh, and to bring them to the Citadel. You could, we could see a little bit of that, it, depending on how many movies that they want to do uh, around this time frame. Even if they do a uh, a trilogy, you could see them hunting down a particular rogue Jedi. And then in the second one, second movie, that they would, he would escape and they have to go uh, track him down again. And then in the third one, uh, you really face the dilemma of, you know, you, you finally catch him or you know where he is. You have the whole adventure of going to get him, you know, and then you have your final confrontation of whether or not he'll go back to the citadel uh and uh if he'll be destroyed um it's just some of my thoughts on it another question that uh that just popped into my mind is we haven't seen this citadel much other than clone wars i think mentions it a little bit but as far as other canon it's really not brought up so has it been destroyed is it still in use uh did the empire take it uh, use it for other, you know, do, do they house rebels there instead? We, we really don't know. Not only of what use did they have for it uh, later on, but where was it located? Uh, was it ju was it a was the citadel uh, just like a planet? Was it uh, was it in the outer rim? Was it in the core systems? Uh, was it in set in the unknown regions? Uh, you know. We really, you know, there's questions we really don't know the answers to yet, which hopefully we will learn uh, soon enough. So what do you guys think about the the High Republic? Uh, we got a little bit into it. Uh, message me with your thoughts, your ideas. Where do you see it going? Do you think that's going to be the centerpiece for these movies, uh, this Citadel? Uh, do you think the time period is correct? Do you feel that this is the direction that uh, Star Wars should have gone? Go further into the past rather than go into the future. Let me know what you think. Uh, excited to hear your replies. Have a great day. And we'll see you next time as we go through Star Wars Through the Ages.